Yes, no, the, the pleasure is all mine. I am your host, as you know, Dakari. And as you can see, I'm also the EIC of Urban Magazine, and we're a digital publication. Uh, and uh, oh my goodness, here, Hot 97. What? Craziness. You just dropped a project last week. Yeah, I just dropped my first album. It's called Seat at the Table. What I did was, you know, I try to get all the hottest, youngest energy, especially from the city you know, on his first project. And of course we got other features like Cowboy from Chicago and Sada Baby from Detroit. Uh, Molly Brazy, who's on the project, she's from Detroit as well, but it's heavy, like East Coast, heavy yes. New York, Jersey artists. Um, I felt like it was only right because those were the artists that, you know, came up as I was coming up and they still working and we all deserve a seat at the table. So that's why, okay. you know, when you look at the track listing, I'm getting a lot of people like, yo, it's a lot of New York art. Yeah, I've, you know, this, these are the artists I work with. These are the artists I, you know, put on myself. And, and the first time a lot of these artists were on the radio was because of me. So it was only right to get them on the project. That's, yeah, you just answered my first question. Number one was, what was your motivation behind Seat at the Table? There it is. There it so. is. <laughs> <laughs> so there were some records that didn't make the project. Um, unfortunately, you know how it goes, but... I'm happy with the ones that did, and we got more time to jump to the next either album or do a deluxe, whatever we want, but we have more records, so I'm excited to, you know, keep going as well. Well, how did you go through the selection process? Like, what did, did you just go, like, you followed your heart, or did you, like, do it strategically? Were you methodical? Like, what did uh, you do? It was, like, a little bit of everything, but I knew the artists I wanted on here were artists I actually have relationships with, artists I'm actually fans of their music that I that I feel like they're working hard. So it was definitely like people I rock with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and people I listen to the music, like Chef G Sleepy, before I worked with them, I'm a fan of their music first. And I think that's important. It wasn't about me, like, oh, let me get the biggest artist in the world and, and put my name on it. It was like, nah, let me get the artist that I believe in mm-hmm. and let's together. And, and I, you know, that was really the process of it. Wow. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I've been listening to it for the past few days and I am very satisfied being a New Yorker myself. It it really I felt full, you know, like when you listen sometimes to a project, you're like, oh, this is hot. And you're like, oh, OK, skip. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I didn't I didn't, you know, feel that way. I actually played it like consecutively. It's like back to back. Yeah, of course, it's 13 records. I don't I don't think anyone's going to love all 13 records right? the way I do. But it's so many different vibes on it that there's going to be at least one or two that you love. And if I could do that, then I did my job, you know. Oh, no, oh, no, I feel you. See, I'm a New Yorker, but I'm about to go to ATL next month. Okay. So there was Thank someone, there was a few things on there, too. You know what I'm saying? So you, you definitely were well-rounded in what you did. Um, now, when is your show? When is your show, Hot 97? Yeah, I'm on Saturdays, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Okay. And I'm on weeknights. I do the new at 2 a.m. where I play all new music overnight. That's a, a mix, new at 2 a.m. mix. That's weekdays. And then Sunday is the new movement show where I just only play tri-state artists from the superstars to brand new artists. So I'm on six days a week. It's just spread out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, when I first saw MVMT, I was like, acronym? No. Right. <laughs> and then I put it together. Uh, like, 
We uh, I started the whole movement concept with my mentor at the time was DJ Cypher Sounds, and we came up with this idea. Yo, you know, as two DJs, instead of DJing separately, let's create the movement, and we mm. want to DJ together. And that's how it kind of started. Then we're like, yo, let's start producing records with all the artists, you know, that are popping it in the city. And we did a record three years ago. It was um, Mano was on it, Chinks, you know, R.I.P. Chinks, Troy Ave. Mac Wilds, like a, you know, we did a remix to Band from um, TV. We used the beat and we updated it, mm -hmm. and I like really sparked it years ago. And then Cipher went and did his comedy thing. He's still DJing. I was like, you know what? Let me let me carry the torch, and we just kept mm -hmm. it going. Okay, now how can people get on this platform? I mean, do you hand select? Do you go out and just pick what you want, or can they go ahead and and hit you up? Yeah, they can hit me up. Like a lot of times, artists are DM me. You know, and, and it comes from different ways. It'll come from DJs from the town. Mm -hmm. like, Yo, you got to see what this artist is doing. Artists are just DMing. They might not have a million followers, but the music is good. The quality, you know, of, of music they're putting out, the videos, everything is good. And I'll be like, you know what? I respect it. Let's give this artist a shot. Um, well, yeah, they tend to be more raw, too. That's that's when you get the most, I feel. Like, when people are not huge, you know what I mean? They're not this huge brand. It's not about the business yet. It's about the passion, you know? Right. And I feel like, yeah, no, I was going to say, it gets me excited to see them at that level. You know what I'm saying? Where they're yeah. at the, a different type of energy when you're hungry and when you're new and when you're young. Yes. Compared to they're established. Right, right, right. Now, I want you to paint me a picture, you know, of what it was like for you growing up. You know, I mean, you're still, you know, out there doing your thing, you know. But before Hot 97, before the love and hip hop thing, before all that stuff, Paint me a picture as to what it was like for you growing up and what brought you to hip hop. I'm sure it, it obviously it shaped you. It's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you know, it's just you're surrounded, your environment. So if if you watch the 2020 Vision video with Chef G and Sleepy Hollow, the opening scene of the video is actually the projects where we grew up. I grew up across the street from those projects. So a lot of mm -hmm. my friends. A lot of family like lived in the projects. We we went to like the rec center, played in it. So it was important for me to do that in the video, kind of to start telling that story of like the question you're asking. But you know, it's just that typical. There's always a couple white families and white boys that grow up in the hood, and that's just what what it was. Like a majority mm -hmm. of my friends were the minorities. I grew up with a lot of you know Puerto Ricans. My best friend is Puerto Rican, Dominicans. A lot, you know. So race and color because. We grew up in it. It, was, it never made. I, like I never thought of it until we started getting older. Older. And, mm -hmm. and I started doing like television, and I'm like, oh shit, this shit is real. Like a lot of shit is mm -hmm. real. But you know, growing up in, in the, I grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I went to Elizabeth High School. I worked. So you in, never, you never experienced that. That. Like I never experienced like racism. Yeah, you didn't. Ex you didn't experience. I would say that you, to an extent, you didn't experience like a a, a white privilege. You know what I mean? You were there. You were right. within it. Even if it say, I never, even if it did happen, I didn't even realize it because the people I'm around, right, like, right. <laughs> so it wasn't until like I got older that I started seeing the differences and being, when I was traveling outside of New York, yeah. I started seeing like, oh yeah, shit is different. But yeah, it was, mm -hmm. as a, it was like regular, regular growing up in, you know, urban environment. Urban environment. Yep, yeah, that's, yep, yep. Oh, of course, hip hop music was always around. That's all we listened to. My older brother played it. My cousins played it. So mm -hmm. we were always in tune listening to hip hop. I already knew what was going on. And then 
I like six years old, my father who randomly, he didn't listen to hip hop, he was into rock music, yep. but he, he did like real estate. He worked for like real estate companies, had some extra money and he was like, yo, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a concert. And at the time, Biggie Smalls was like the new up and coming artist out of New York and he booked Biggie for a concert in our hometown. Cause he knew that's what my, who my brother listened to. And I think you right, know, little right. things like that influence you as I get older, because I see I wasn't allowed to go. I was too young, but I seen it happening in the house. So, you know, little things like that really like influenced me to make an impression on you. Yeah. My goal was like, yeah, my pops my pops who don't care about hip hop and don't, you know, he just hustling. He he did a whole hip hop concert with a legend at the, you know, now, but at that time it was a new artist. And I thought, you know, just that story and watching how it played out was amazing. Mm. So when did you realize you wanted to do music yourself? Uh, I, it was like stages, right? So I, I think mm -hmm. around probably like 12, 13, you start realizing, you know, I love music, mm -hmm. but I'm not a singer, I'm not a rapper. And it was like, how can I still be involved? And I started seeing like what DJs were doing and hearing DJs on the radio and seeing how, you know, big they were. They, they were artists too at that point. Mm -hmm. you know, you, the radio, you hear the Funk Flexes, DJ and yeah. up, and Sight for Mr. C's on Hot 87, and then I go, you know, team parties, and I'm seeing them DJing, and all the love they're getting, and I'm like, wow, they turned this into a career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can probably... Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, let me see. Let me see what I could do. And you start doing it as a hobby, and DJing baby showers, and high school parties, and all that, then, you know, you just start creating a brand, creating a name, and... Yeah. Yeah. Go from there. Now... Work. Now you were producing a radio show before you had your own show, right? Uh, for Angie Martinez. Yes. Tell me what that was like. I mean, because it's Angie Martinez. She's iconic. You know, Jay Z won't interview with anybody else. Right. <laughs> you but know that, what I mean? That's like that. That teaches you, like, well, taught me how important relationships are from the very beginning, mm -hmm. right? So you have mm -hmm. someone like Hove. Who Angie showed nothing but respect for yeah. when he was coming up. And now he was one of the goats. And you see how an exchange is like, yo, Jay don't want to talk to no one but Angie. But just being around her, you learn so much how to carry yourself. Mm -hmm. Not not just how not just the, the talent of like radio. You learn just as a person the right way to move, the right way to talk to people. And you can't go to school for that. You can't pay online to take classes like that. So nope. it was a blessing for me to be able to be around her and just absorb, you know, the way she moves. So I, I'm mm -hmm. thankful all the time, too. Job mm -hmm. to that. I see everyone in the chat. <laughs> now, how did you go from producing Angie's show to your own? Like, was it a smooth transition? Was uh, it? I, it was smooth, but... You know, I, I was producing shows even before Angie, like when Angela Yee started Lip Service on Sirius. Okay. I was helping like board up for that show and do Cypher's morning show on Sirius XM early, you know, early on and learning how to do the boards and all that. And it was a transition time at High 97 where people started leaving and, and changing Then Angie went to power. So it was like during that time when all this change was happening, you know, people like myself were able to grow. Right, right. Yeah, it's like a, it was a smooth transition and I already knew how to do everything. So it only made sense, mm -hmm. you know, to, to kind of take over and start producing my own show in a sense. Excellent. 
Excellent. Well, I mean, look at you now. <laughs> a lot more. I still got a lot more to do and, and a lot more growing to do. Okay. But, so when you say that, what do you mean? Um, just you know, as as like, it's weird because I'm on the radio, but I don't have a prime time slot. But okay. I get treated like a prime time jock. If that makes sense, you know, okay. it's like okay, in the city know me for you know it's like when when you think of Drewski you think of Hot 87 so I established so much mm-hmm. but without a lot I, I I don't know how to make sense but it's just like yo I, I don't even have a prime time slot on radio mm-hmm. if when I step outside they know oh that's Drewski from Hot 97 so right. I'm saying like imagine if I'm in a bigger position there's still much more to grow as far as like a DJ as well and you know mm-hmm. producing now and, and this right. is all part of the story but I don't even feel like, I feel like now we're just getting started when it comes to like the whole Drewski brand and Drewski stories. Yeah. Like, well, you had I mean, a huge commercial. You had this huge commercial with Love and Hip Hop. Oh, Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, but you have that was this, smart. That, that, right. Like, I feel like it's hard for, for DJs, for artists, for any creative. So you got to take any opportunity and maximize it. And like you said, that's what it was. It was it was a great commercial. I went from DJing locally to DJing around the world just off yeah. of one opportunity. So you got to be thankful, but also you, you know how you got to know how to position yourself too. Yeah, understood, understood. And you're still with Sky, right? Yes, she's yeah. actually driving right now. Hi, Sky. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you're still doing the business together? Yeah, yeah, of course. We, oh, okay. We, going on we you know we did some hgtv stuff during the pandemic just to you know stay busy and have fun um but there's a lot of ideas that we've been talking about and just even in our life and our relationship things are transitioning too so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's gonna new energy coming so you know we're excited now that we got out you know coming out of the pandemic slowly yes yes all, people are more in tune so it's like all right what are we doing next let's figure out what we're doing right. next. now she's vegan have you become vegan no, but I did cut out. I love chicken, but I did cut out beef and pork for like what, like three years now, like three, almost probably like four years now. Okay, okay, that's a step, yeah. right? That's a huge step. That's a start, yeah. For me, someone like me who that's all I ate to yeah. now don't, don't eat no like cheeseburgers, nothing like you know. Yeah. Once in a while, I might get get caught slipping if I order like Chinese food and there's like pork fried rice and I didn't know, but I don't really like go out and order no beef, no pork, right. none of that. Right. Being around her definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. No, I commend her because I go back and forth between pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan. I don't know. That's that's a whole nother beast. (laughs) Even for her to like cook chicken for me, I'm like, damn, you got to have you got to be strong to do that as a vegan to sit there Mm -hmm. and cook and not eat it. Like, nah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The wings are hard to pass up, i tell you that. Now, <laughs> now uh, as far as uh, your show, like, how do you pick your guests? I know you get inundated. I know you get inundated with people that want to be on your show. You know, even though you might not think it's prime, you know, not being a prime time, et cetera, I know you get hit up. So, like, what do you do? Like, we, you know, we, we, can, we don't, we scan the artists, but it's got to be, like, you know, <laughs> respect what the artist is doing yeah of course yeah it's like yo i love what you're doing i respect it i see potential but i know but it's so much i know you got a lot though 
That's a lot. Uh-huh. I mean, my little self, my little old me over here at the bigger picture, we ain't bigger yet, okay? We be getting there. But my point is, it's like, I know what <laughs> I have to go It's important, you know? I'm on the bigger picture show, so it's, it's somewhat important. <laughs> yeah, not, it, is. it is. We, we try to go through as much as we can. Of course, there's priorities. Like, okay, if, if a brand new artist reaches out, but then someone that's super lit, you know, mm. we're going to have to put them on first. That's just what it is. You got to just mm-hmm. keep working hard. But if there's room of this space to, to squeeze people in, yeah, of course. Especially on my Sunday show on the radio, like 90% of the interviews are artists people never even heard before. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting them on to, so they can learn how to do interviews, learn how to loosen up, learn how to get on radio. And I think that's mm-hmm. important because record labels, you know, managers, they're not grooming these artists no more. There's no, like, mm-hmm. really, you know helping talent with media none of that so it's like if i'm if i'm the guy that you come to first to kind of learn how to do an interview or loosen up hey so be it i'm with it so Just, so you a and r you a and r too um i, I guess low down. key yeah. yeah i went i call myself a and r but the way we put this project together i definitely a and r it I, I worked with producers i said mm-hmm. these type of records will work for this artist let's put these two artists together so in a sense it's definitely a and r yeah yeah yeah, well, that's what's up. You got a, you got a passion, you got a love for the game. It's very apparent. Um, now, uh, what are some artists that you haven't worked with yet that you want to work with? Uh, for like friends that I know, I gotta get a record with Cardi B soon. It's just gotta happen. I know she's yeah, yeah. Good, but I would love to work with Cardi. Um, I was in the studio yesterday. And I miss Davies. He was in there. I want to get signed with East. Um, I think we could cook something up crazy. There's even legendary artists that I'm around too that I didn't work with. And you start realizing, like, when we lost DMX, I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. imagine if I had a record with DMX. Um, yes, yes. So there's artists like um, Busta Rhymes that I was just with that I start, you know, after we left the studio, I'm like, yo, I got to I gotta follow up with Busta. I got to get a record with Busta Rhymes. That's, yeah, that's so- he just hit, like, that's he just, just had, like, so 10 million views or two. He just posted something about that. I saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, with Mariah. I was like, okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Mariah, that's a, that combination is different. But there's so many, like, artists that influence me, inspire me, and then there's new artists that are doing it, like Young Boys, you know, 2-6-A-R out of Brooklyn, all these drill artists that... Mm-hmm. Okay, so drill, drill artists. Explain, explain this to me, because this is, like, a new thing. Am I correct? This is like a whole, like a, like a piece it's of the It's like the world, but it's been going on in Brooklyn for a while now. So it's mm-hmm. not new. Like if somebody well, explain, to, explain to everybody that doesn't know, that's not in Brooklyn. Explain, explain. All right, so from what I got, right, from my research and talking to the artists, uh-huh. we you know Bobby and Rowdy get credit for what they did, what they contributed to Brooklyn Drill. But then there was artists even before that um, like DOD, like Bleezy DOD, and uh, there was artists before that that was doing like street music, right? But they didn't consider it drill until the term drill came around. But they were like, yo, we kind of created it. But at, mm-hmm. at this point, um, 22Gs, he took a beat from a UK producer that they were doing in UK, mm-hmm. and he made a diss record, dissing Chef G, and then Chef G responded. So that was like, the, the 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 drill music we know today, the pop smoke, Fabio form, yeah, 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 is is what people consider drill. So, the two two G's Chef G like beef is what created Brooklyn drill to me today. 
but there were guys doing it before that, right? But the sound of a UK beat with a New York artist on it is what the world thinks is, you know, Brooklyn drill. And that, that created opportunities for artists like CJ with the Whoop D record, who's from Staten Island. You got mm -hmm. artists in the Bronx doing it now, but it started in Brooklyn. It started as like a beef thing, and then it just started growing and, and it became its own sound and BK drill, Brooklyn drill, and New York drill. And now it's going crazy everywhere. Like you hear even Drake doing drill records. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And he put. Now, Wait, I'm sorry? Someone said drill started in London. Yeah, we see yeah. cracked the beat, the UK sound. You know, that drill sound is when New York artists started getting on it, is what they consider drill today. Yeah, I see some reggae. Somebody, I know a couple people have asked about reggae. They want to know if you would ever infuse reggae. And do oh, reggae. yeah, a thousand percent. I, I got, you know, a record I, I have in mind for Hood Celebrity, who does reggae music, um, mm -hmm. Crane, who does reggae music. So it's definitely, yeah, uh, of course, that's mandatory. Yeah, I just spoke to Cranium about a month ago. He's really, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's, you looking at the comments? Yeah, I'm looking at like, you know, because anytime you bring up Brooklyn Drill, everyone has different opinions. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh my goodness. Well, I tell you what, I mean, so what's next? I mean, I know that, you know, you were talking about, you know, as far as uh, prime time, I know that you have a seat at the table. I mean, I know you're going to run with this. This is going to be a banger for the summer. Um, right. But what do you have in store? Like, what, what, you have anything, a little secret that you can tell us? I know you, I know you've got other plans. <laughs> it's not, I want to say it's a secret. It's definitely a plan. But after doing this whole project and working with all these artists, it's mm -hmm. such a great experience that I'm like, yo, I'm working with all these artists. We're, we're, we're trying to contribute to to what they do in their careers. And then you start thinking, like, I don't even have my own artist, so why don't we just start our own production company and, and start giving artists these opportunities? And, you know, we have relationships with major labels and with A&Rs, and if I feel like there's someone that is super talented and that we can grow together, I think mm -hmm. that's the next stage and the next step is, like, let's, let's start signing some of these young artists and giving them the opportunities and giving them the platforms that they need to, to grow their career and we can grow together. So I think it's not really a secret. We have we started mm -hmm. it yet? No. Do we have any artists in mind right now? No, but okay. I know like it's going eventually. All right, what about somebody asked about a tour too? What about is there a tour on deck? Yeah, so we're trying to figure it out now. We're definitely gonna do a big show in New York. Um nice. with a lot of the artists off seat seat at the table. But it's hard because of the COVID and the capacity restrictions and all that. So a lot of like you know, promoters don't want to take a chance yet. We just did a show with Fabio Four and in the same theater, my dad did the biggest show. We did one oh, with Fabio wow. Yeah, and we sold out, right? The concert sold out. But then people been locked in the house so long that once they, you know, the friends and the family and the guests of the artists, they got mm -hmm. on stage. No one wanted to get off stage. At, at a certain point, there was like 200 people on stage. Wow. Fabio to perform. We, we had a whole rehearse set and everything. He came out, he tried to start performing, and then, like, the, you know, the fire department shuts the, the sound off. It was, like, a hazard capacity, this and that, and yeah. now the show's over. And it's, like, we don't want that to, to keep happening, so we want to make sure the venues are, like, ready for, for the type of events we're bringing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'll be waiting. <laughs> I'll be waiting for some dates. Get invited to the party. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
Um, so, I mean, you have any shout outs you want to give? Nah, just shout out to you for, you know, having me on the show. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, that's very, that's very generous and very kind of you. I do appreciate that. No, seriously, I mean, you're taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, everybody, if you haven't already listened to the seat at the table, you need to do so. Yes, because please. It's hot. The shit is hot. Videos out. <laughs> Before you go to Atlanta, maybe you could be a guest. We do the new movement live on Mondays. It's like a YouTube show where we play all the parts. It's like a review show. So before you go to Atlanta, you're invited to come be a guest on the new movement live. Oh, bless. Thank yes. you so much. I would love it. Let's I would love it. Can together. I? I'm sorry? So let's just put it together. All right. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And I can like, I can, I can be my complete self on there. Yeah, don't be don't be miss nice you gotta okay like, because this is this is nice dakari all right yeah. <laughs> we don't want we don't want the blonde hair dakari we want like the, the real black hair dakari i got you i got you <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you again drewski i really appreciate it and uh everyone again go cop seat at the table it's streaming everywhere and uh yeah all right i hope everyone stays up stay focused stay blessed appreciate you all right, one. Good weekend. Yes, you too. Oh.